and thank you for joining us for part two of um, what is this like? Uh, like, was my dinner with Andre? So this would be like your afternoon with Slavoj. Is that like? I think it was an afternoon. Yeah, it was an afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so this is a part two of an afternoon with Slavoj Zizek. Um, I am, as always, uh, your host Ryan Engley, joined by the other host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm good. Um, excellent. And uh, we are as. You know, I already stated, uh, this is the second part of a conversation you had with Slavoj Zizek. So if you have arrived here and didn't listen to the first part, listen to the first part, um, because it gives a little bit of background on the conversation, um, how it happened, why it happened, uh, sort of an overview of things you talked about. Um, in this section, uh, you and uh, Slavoj talked about um, Lacan. And so we wanted to do, before we play that uh, section of your conversation, we wanted to do just a little bit of setup. So what is it that um, you want to... Um, give to our listeners uh, before they dive into the uh, section of the conversation where you and uh, Slavoj talked about Lacan. Sure. The first thing I talked about with him, the first question I asked was was Richard Rick Boothby's idea of that, that the most significant concept of Lacan's is Das Ding. And mm. what's interesting is Das Ding appears basically in his seminar seven, The Ethics of Psychoanalysis, which is 1959-1960, and then it it more or less disappears. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it appears it sort of here's one mention in the next seminar, one in seminar ten, and then a, it appears on two pages of seminar sixteen, and then that's basically it. Okay. So yeah. it's a pretty fascinating trajectory. And Rick's claim is that if you listen to another episode of ours where we had Rick as a guest and and he talked with us about this concept, Rick's claim is that. All of Lacan's subsequent thought is in some way a retreat from the radicality of dusting. Now, mm-hmm. I knew, I, so I asked Slavoj about that, knowing that this was not his position, <laughs> right, and right, knowing right. that this would be a kind of provocative, it would be a provocative thing to say to him and, and to get his reaction. And I know that he, he, he and Rick used to be friends. They didn't have a split. They just, you know, gradually... Um, grew apart and I mean they're not they're I was gonna not, say not like they, wouldn't, they wouldn't call each other friends now I don't know that they would yeah okay. that's an interesting question like at what point not having talked to someone how many years does it take that you no <sighs> longer say that person's my friend but seven seven then I think no. they would not say he's yeah. my friend so um but they were but they were they were relatively close and friendly at least um and so it's interesting that so Slavoj at one point I think I say to him uh, Rick thinks that dusting is the most significant concept, and he goes still, and then he goes, dis- and then he goes disagree. That's all he says, disagree, mm. disagree. So, yeah. so, um, so that's interesting. And then I, I, I then try to push him to think where, where does he think the theoretical high point is, and then also where is the theoretical nadir, or where does Lacan go astray? And and Slavoj's point, and part of what we talked about is the trajectory of Lacan's thought, and so. Mm-hmm. I think you can view it as a kind of a mountain, like it comes up to a certain point and then it then it yeah. goes down with her more or less precipitously. Mm-hmm. And I think for Rick, it go the mountaintop is Seminar Seven and Das Ding, and for Slavoj, the mountaintop is a little bit a little bit later. So that's mm-hmm. that was interesting. That's the first part of the conversation. Then we get into this discussion about Lacan's relationship to Hegel, which is tied to what's what's problematic in his thought because. Hegel occupies this really weird. So obviously, Slavoj sees a link between them because, right. you know, you could you said once, I think in the last podcast that his 
whole project is seeing Lacan as a repetition of Hegel. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that maybe he wants to marry the two together in some way, something like that. And so mm-hmm. what's less than nothing is where I think he does this. The, like that's the most uh, deliberate and, and, and uh, intentional, I think. Yeah. In, very in good. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a really good point. And, and I think that he ends up uh, thus drawing attention to these areas where uh, Lacan doesn't really get Hegel right. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is you could say, I mean, I, Maladin Dolores said this somewhere, that every time he says, I'm being Hegelian, he's <laughs> not. And every time he says, I'm breaking from Hegel, He's not. He's actually, those are the times he's actually being Hegelian. So, but the one thing that Slavo and I both uh, uh, picked up on is this, and this is maybe the most brutal point of misunderstanding, is where Lacan confuses two different concepts Mm -hmm. in Hegel that should never be confused the beautiful soul, what Hegel calls the beautiful soul, and the law of the heart. So, the beautiful soul, which actually the law of the heart comes earlier in phenomenology. But the beautiful soul is a much more common idea we hear people. In fact, you might even hear people say this as you're walking down the street. Like, oh, you think you're a beautiful soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, yeah I mean, a it's com- not, there's a commonsensical uh, view. Yeah, and it, I, I guess. what's yeah. interesting is the commonsensical thing is the Hegel. It's one of the few times where the commonsensical thing is right. That's interesting. That is, that the beautiful soul <laughs> thinks that they're, they have to preserve their beauty above all else so that nothing ends up being good enough for them. So that mm. any, they look at every instantiation of politics and they're always like, well, that's, that's not, that's not good enough for me. I, right. I would have it be this other thing that's, you know, so that, so that it's oh, Todd, cons- Todd, that's not real Marxism. <laughs> right. 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 So, so, <laughs> right. I am the beautiful soul. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, just, not, just our, just our previous conversation like that, like that's the thing that we, we were um, like excoriating um, folks uh, who, who try to say, well, that, that's not, that's not actual communism. Nobody's tried to do real Marxism. No, like that, that's, that, that would be an example. No, I understand. But yeah. I also, yeah. in our last episode, I, you could have said I was guilty of a little, <laughs> Beautiful soulism about the left, like uh, you know, no one is. That's uh, true. Really, yeah, yeah. But I think so, we both did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guilty, so anyway, guilty. So, yeah. so <laughs> there is that danger, which I think is a far more common danger than the other one that that Lacan talks about from Hegel, the law of the heart. So the law of the heart thinks I inside have this pure idea that needs to be realized, mm-hmm. and everything preventing it from being realized. Is, of is a, is a is a is an illegitimate violation of my thing that should be realized, right? So mm-hmm. that so that there's a there's a way in which, um, it's suspicious of every. It, I mean, it, the, the similarity is this: that they're both suspicious of every ruling system, mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. almost the opposite reason. So the law of the heart thinks, wait, my thing. I've actually I've put my thing into power. And then someone else has, it's like turned it so it's not working properly. Right. right. Whereas the beautiful soul thinks, I'm never, I'm never getting into power. Why mm-hmm. aren't I ever, I'm ne- like, and, and is constantly critiquing the thing that's in power. Whereas the law of the heart is, is actually instantiating itself in power, but then is uh, finding ways in which it's been corrupted by some external force that has violated its particular 
internal logic and law. So, so that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. So like, would you say then that like, we already uh, laid out the position politically that like the, um, the beautiful soul position is that no, nobody has really tried uh, Marxism and, and communism. And like, we, we need, we need to do that. But then right. the law of the heart position is that like, Oh, if only the conservatives were real conservatives because right now they're not. Right. Would, would you right. say that's or, the, or, yeah, yeah. right, right. Or you could do it the other way, or you could say like, if only Stalin hadn't corrupted our yeah, perfect, sure. beautiful, beautiful, our perfect idea, it was mm-hmm. going just fine. And then mm-hmm. Stalin turned it, someone got a hold of it. and Or uh, even better, probably, like these tricky little capitalist forces got in there and undermined our perfect idea of communism and that, and that, and thus everything went awry. You so, see? It's, so it's, yes, yeah, a position that already occupies the, the seat of power, but decries right. the particular way in which the power is being exercised. Right. Or it gets, or, or, or the ways that it unfurls that are not in line with its original idea. Right. So, yeah. so that it thinks that everything that goes against the original idea somehow reflects some external manipulation that doesn't, besmirch the original idea, right? Mm. So the law, the, the heart retains its purity, but it never can fully realize itself in the world. And when it does, all those things that are bad about it end up being attributable to some other out external forces. So Slavoj says, and I think this is just a brilliant point he makes in our conversation. And then I was, yeah. I was looking it up afterward and I realized, wait a minute, he actually says this somewhere else. So it's in a footnote to tearing with the negative. Mm. So if people want to look this up, he does actually explain it at further length. That that that, that he and and I, I think it's very clear that the beautiful soul is the hysteric, right? This, right. this hysterical acting out of of and never fully like anything that this constant protest, this hysterical protest against any any law that gets established, any mm-hmm. r- ruling order that gets established, and then the law of the heart is the paranoiac, like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And, like, I, we're in power, but there's something undermining us. There's always some plot that's undermining us. So that's the difference. And so, yeah, yeah. there's, well, the, yeah, the, I don't don't think we ever talked about this, but like the, the clear gloss, like hysteria, just in, I don't know, in case anybody um, has not heard otherwise, or we haven't said it, like hysteria in psychoanalysis is not a woman's disease, I think is like sometimes. Absolutely not. Right. Is is like a, a, a common sense uh, misperception of like psychoanalysis. Um, his, uh, the position of the hysteric is, uh, I think we could put like really, I mean, you just laid it out, uh, through, through Hegel, but you could put it, um, and be consonant with what, um, Lacan and Hegel are saying, but by saying that like hysteria is fearing the loss of the master and paranoia is fearing the overpresence of the master. Right. Right. Or, Absolutely. or some authority. I mean, right, if you want right, to, no. if no, you want to substitute good. God, then like that, I think it works the same way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so that's that's really good. And I, I think that the what's interesting is Lacan ends up confusing these two things and mm-hmm. and talking about them together as if they're the same thing. And so that is and and if you want to look up where he does that, that's in the Freudian thing, among other oh. places. So he he it's not just like, oh, he made the error one place. It's actually in a written work, the Freudian <laughs> thing. And it's also in this different seminars. So it's really it's a kind of embarrassing mistake actually i mean that's funny well you know i'm going to arrive at this uh much sooner you know the uh the i'm going to give the lesson 
if to, to, to disambiguate these is not to read the Freudian thing. The lesson is read the crying of lot 49, because that's a, a pretty great book that uh, indulges in uh, this like tension between hysteria and paranoia. And that's yeah, the, it really I, does. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so, but don't read the Freudian thing or read don't the read Freudian th- thing if you want to see this, this error. So anyway, so that's, that's one of the things that we start out with in the conversation is that for one, where he sees Lacan's high point, and, and maybe we'll talk about that after the conversation, and also mm-hmm. how Lacan relates to Hegel. And then we get to, in the end, this idea of what an unconscious choice might be. And mm-hmm. so that's, I think, which is, which is, I think, the way in which psychoanalysis might have something to say about... Um, I don't. I. I mean, I'll. I'll leave it at that because I, yeah. I want to hear what people. I want people to just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. With, with not. Not a. Uh, not too much. Pre, we don't need that without. Without too much prejudice. Right? Yeah. Well. Well. I was just <laughs> right. say. With, I would just say pre-reading. Like there. Like we're. Um, you know. There's not a concept there that I think that we need to. Um, uh, go into before people listen to it, but I just think it's worth talking about after. Correct. Correct. I. I didn't want to give no. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So. All right, here uh, we go. Yeah, we're going to cut to you and Slavoj. Okay. So for Rick Boothby, Seminar Seven is the high point of. Still up. Disagree. Okay. Now I know you do. So and and he thinks the conception of Das Ding is, Lacan retreats from that. In later seminars. So, but for him, this is a bad thing. Or right, yes. Retreat from it is a bad thing. So, first of all, why do you disagree with that? And where would you, do you think you can locate a precise high point, theoretical high point in Lacan's trajectory? I think around seminar 11 and some later seminars, logic, logic du fantasme, and so on, it's there. Can I just say, isn't it interesting that the, what I think you would probably agree with, some of the most important seminars are not even put out by Miller. Like they're not even... That's another so, question. So yeah, 12, yeah. 13, 14, 15, all these key, I think, so logic to phantasm. And all uh, there, yeah, because you know what, you know, like seminar seven, does Dink and so on. Yeah. For me, as I've written repeatedly, I'm not saying anything new. His point there is uh, still this transgressive model. We live in this symbolic space. From time to time, we can this blinding. Okay, ex- but but look, look, I understand that. I don't you. buy no, that. No, I don't either. I don't either. But what about the notion that I think this is what Rick finds yeah. appealing? So that that the that it's the one time that Lacan really theorizes the opacity within and the opacity of the other, and that that the encounter with that is something that disrupts me and then forces me to confront that yeah but for me uh, and then object uh, kind of loses that this i mean, this is not my position yeah. but i think yeah but still uh, like there is one what opacity i think and that's my dogma okay you know the crucial statement for me is in i think seminar 20 encore when lacan says the real le réel is an impasse of symbolization or right. formalization or right. what that is to say there is no real outside the symbolic. And you think Dustin, I think that Dean comes too close to, to that, that idea. That uh, uh, I think that that all these terrifying images, Dustin and so on, yeah. are just a fetishist positivation of an up. I'm back at your Hegelian stuff. Yeah, no, now, I understand. At an, of an absolutely immanent. 
self-inconsistency. Yeah, but what if you formulated that thing as the result of that? The result of that, yes. But it's already... You, you think it's impossible to do that? I think you must go too far. Yeah. I like this idea that the most radical real is not the thing. The most radical real is this pure self-inconsistency and so on. The, the real is absolutely internal to the symbolic order. The real is the deadlock of the symbolic order itself. I don't buy, and sometimes late Lacan goes in this direction. For example, when, against the usual reading, he strictly insists, Lacan, that uh, his real is absolutely not the Kantian thing in itself. It's not there is something out there resisting our symbolization and so on and so on. That's why incidental. But I will tell you now another thing which may interest you. Did you read in the last issue of Crisis and Critique? Okay. Uh, Adrian Johnson has a text where he draws attention to something which is true that the very last Lacan, the last, his last two seminars, it's a complete breakdown. No, he, I think that's absolutely true. Yes, yeah. he breaks out of this, uh, the real formalization, and he goes into this almost joyful Rortian way. Identify with symptom, play with it, don't be too radical, illusions are with us, all it's that. Sort of Miller's? Yes, <laughs> yes. I think this is strictly the result of Lacan not being too much a philosopher, but of unresolved philosophical yeah. aspect. His, why was he pushed in this direction, Lacan? Because his notion of the real always remained tainted by this, the real out there resisting. Right, right. Because only from this position can you then draw the conclusion. To what extent would you say it's a terminological problem? That his very but in, in some in some radical sense, yes, because in some radical sense, words are never neutral. No, I understand. Yeah. All yeah. radical philosophical problems are, in some sense, right. terminological problems. But you know what I'm aiming at here, yes. as a Hegelian like you, that Lacan was not too philosophical. No, here he pays the price for not I being mean, philosophical enough. Well, that's most evident, I think, in his relationship to Hegel. The, the points at which he I think you or Malad and somebody said this, that the points where he thinks he's being most Hegelian, he's least Hegelian. Absolutely. And the points where he thinks he's breaking from For Hegel. example, in the early Rapport oh. de Rome, where he compares, uh, uh, compares uh, uh, the end of analysis to Hegelian absolute knowing, right. it's an extremely naive idea right. of you get rid of obstacle, you get complete symbolization, and so on and, and so on. And then there are other things, like the confusion of beautiful soul and law of the heart. I... Uh, this is a tough one, yes. Miller was once confronted by this at some seminar 30 years ago when I was still there, and he tried to squeeze out, but he didn't. Because, But you know what is so mysterious is this confusion of uh, beautiful soul and before this law of the heart. Yeah. Is that, uh, it's, why does Lacan you know, these are wonderful, most mystical points, mysterious, sorry, not mystical yes. points of Lacan. It's not that there is another dimension, Lacan couldn't have seen it. No, this point precisely, it's so easy to formulate in his terms. Right. It's beautiful souls is hysterical, love the heart is paranoid, psychotic, right. and he misses it. Right. You know, this where Lacan is not Lacanian enough. 
You know where you find the same problem, which I, I think I mentioned it somewhere. When I think it's one of the early seminars, is it, uh, which is, comes after psychosis? Uh, the relation to object, the object relation. Is it there? Is it, which one is then something about the unconscious? Formations, the, the Formation of the unconscious. Yeah, he has, yeah, five. Yeah. He has there a couple of chapters on jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's incredible how when he retells this famous joke of, a, how do you call it, the guy who tries to sell you the bright matchmaker. Uh, the Yentl or no? But, oh, the... You know, this yeah, eternal Jewish yeah, joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to sell you an ugly bright and whatever you say, I find an excuse. Right. But uh, she is ugly, oh, you don't have to worry, that it's cheat on you. Right. She is clumsy, she will not talk, whatever. Right. And then Lacan says something incredible. He says, and so on ad infinitum. No! The Lacanian point is that precisely at a certain point, the guy breaks down and says, what do you want her to be perfect or whatever? You know, it's incredible. Lacan misses the Lacanian point. But it's because he wasn't funny, because that's the punchline of the joke. That's the punchline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and these are, for me, this where Lacan is not Lacanian enough, you know. And that's what I am now obsessed with. Also, if we analyze today's philosophic, uh, sorry, uh, public ideology, look at this breakdown or exceptions, you know. For example... It's naive point made by some right-wingers, but sorry, they are right here. We have all this political correct sensitivity and so on, but now they are starting to move in that domain, but till now wasn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, one big exception, rap lyrics. Absolutely. There you can beat rape, with, ah, because it's authentic black resistance. It's funny because our... Our boys, they kind of, they all, all, so they go to a school predominantly white. Yeah. Every single person lives, listens to this hardcore yeah. rap music. And they all, the lyrics they listen to are just, they're shocking. They're like, shocking. Shocking. And I was, I was at the gym with, with them and some guy, one of the kids played it out over the loudspeaker. And I couldn't even believe that the gym was allowing it to be played. Yeah. So I tell, yeah, it's fascinating. Another point also made by intelligent right wingers. Okay, the official position of transgender people is against essentialism, our sexual identities are socially constructed, blah, 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 ultimately contingent, historical. But nonetheless, in practical treatment, you know, I learned this from a girlfriend of a friend of mine, Robert Farrell, ex-girlfriend, who was teaching in kindergartens in, uh, in Norway. Look, if you are a man who is born as a man biologically, the way we identify it, yeah. but also assume masculine identity, then everybody is bombing you, you know, this is nonetheless contingent, there is no natural necessity, and so on. If you are a man who has some tendencies not to be a man, all of a sudden, this becomes, they wouldn't say natural, but some deeper necessity. Nobody says, don't worry, you are constructing yourself a woman. That is not so contingent. It's a deep necessity. And I think the only solution here is, again, German idealist one. Yes, we do choose our sex identity, but it's not this free choice. It's a radical, unconscious choice, which 
totally determines your identity. Yeah, yeah I think that, I, that's interesting because I think that the one, I think there's a, a, a way that you can reread existentialism through this notion of the unconscious choice. Yeah. Like that Sartre's notion of the project, it's actually an unconsciously chosen project. Where he is not radical enough. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because has, no, no, Sartre unfortunately good. always had this notion of of unconsciously objectified, right. reified, right. and so right. No, my, the thing. point on which we should exist, that's what I also did in some critical notes on Pitin. Unconscious is not pre-reflexive stuff. It's the domain of radical reflexivity. Right. Right. Unconscious is not what you desire. Unconscious is, do you desire what you desire? And we're back. Um, and uh, truthfully, we never left, but that's the magic of editing. Um, so... Let's uh, let's start at the at the top. Ryan, um, don't give away the. Sorry, <laughs> you know what I saw. I I um someone at uh, at LAC, uh, shout out to, to to Alex was talking to me. I he he started asking questions about like how how we do the podcast and how we produce it, and I started to I started to answer them, and he very quickly realized that he actually didn't want the answers to those questions, and and like and he said just tell me. Just tell me that you're in a big sound booth and 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 that's how you're doing this. And I said, yes, I got a golden microphone like Rush Limbaugh. That's how this oh, is wow. done. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. coming to you from the golden microphone. Um, let's talk the about the real Dustin. question: Is how do we get all the things that are unacceptable for public consumption out of the out of the podcast <laughs> while making never, it seem seamless? <laughs> well, you know, Todd, the that that is a, a backdoor way of patting yourself on the back as the producer of the most recent run of episodes. So. Um, <laughs> was that Let's, what I was doing wrong? No, <laughs> I know a back. I know a backdoor brag when I hear one. Um, yeah, the, okay. <laughs> so, um, okay, Rick and I mean, and Slavoj, it would have been nice. I mean, we said this. It, um, uh, Rick would have been. Uh, or, sorry, it would have been really nice to have uh, Slavoj um, talk at length about like his disagreement, but he just says that. He disagrees. So I think this, disagrees. Is, a, this, right, this right, is a gap right. that we need that we maybe need to fill in. And it, it's yeah. well, well worth doing. So um, in fact, I, I think this would be the main thing we should talk about, because I think it's yeah. a fascinating idea. So first of all, so the idea that that let's first of all say why Slavoj thinks Das Ding is not the high point. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, that's, I think, important. Oh, you know what? I skipped. Over, yeah. So let's do that. But I want to I want to just put put a pin in this as like. Um, if we were going to say, cause sometimes we get these questions, um, for, uh, from, from listeners and you know, this is why we had the, like, where to, where to start, uh, with reading someone. And, and I, and I think that another series that we might do at some point would be like, um, like a, how to read someone, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know? And, uh, I think a, a, a general piece of advice, and I mean, this took me a very, very long time to, to understand myself, but I think you agree with this, is that the best practice for reading a philosopher critically is to locate a point uh, in that thinker's philosophy where their thought, like, it exceeds them and yes. that they actually fail to pay fidelity to that idea. That they, they, Absolutely. They, they just fail to fully adhere to it. And so this is, is Rick's... I, I, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I know we talked to him, but like, I think that this is what sort of underlies uh, Rick's take is that like this I- idea of dusting, which maybe we should gloss over again. Um, right. Like is, I mean that, no, Ryan, that's absolutely true. He absolutely thinks that this is the point, Rick Boothby, that is that, that this is the point at which Lacan's thought exceeds Lacan. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and he re- and he, he retreats from it, and he yeah. he retreats from it exactly, exactly. So Das Ding is the object. Some some, it's the. I mean, we could talk about it in a variety of ways, but it's the intern the subject's internal opacity. Mm-hmm. It's it's what's sublime in what the subject sees in the other. It's the mm-hmm. neighborliness of the other, right? It's the neighbor. It's the it's the other's form of enjoyment that both is radically unknown to the subject and radically foreign and mm-hmm. radically dangerous. So, <laughs> or at least in the subject's interpretation of it, so that it, right. it threatens to devour, like the, the Das Ding in the other threatens to devour me. And that's why when Slavoj's writing about Das Ding, mm-hmm. he compares it to the alien in the alien right. films, right? Yeah, so yeah. that would mm-hmm. be a great example of Das Ding even in the Carpenter film, The Thing, there's mm-hmm. all. It's funny mm-hmm. how science fiction keeps coming back to this. Actually, Always. naming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's thing. that's right. Yeah. Well, you Hawks know, did it first. Don't, don't Hawks don't did it first. It. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that's um, he did everything first. He, he did everything. Did, you know what's what's everything. crazy? I don't know when the last time you watched Halloween was, but um, in that movie, the characters are watching the Howard Hawks, The Thing. Are they really? Not they really that, are. Man. Isn't that crazy? And then That's was crazy. it like seven years? Seven years later, he he, he uh, redid it. That like Carpenter did. I think Carpenter did it. No, the the thing is fifty something, right? So it'd be, no, 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 no. I'm so, yeah, no, no. I'm saying that like seven years after Halloween. after Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. yeah. It wasn't a reference to like it, it. Now it reads like oh, he's referencing that he did it, and it's like it didn't happen yet. Like not even close. <laughs> like, right, so, right. I think right. it's it's uh, right. prescient. But um, yeah. anyway, but actually, I think it's probably worth pursuing with the thing as an example i imagine a lot of people have seen that movie um like the thing is the example of the thing like yeah 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 it's great that it that it it it, it's i mean it is it's it's a it's like a pure almost a pure form of enjoyment Mm. that that devours everything that it interacts with and takes Mm -hmm. on the form of what it interacts with right so it's so it's really i think that's a really powerful image of it and and that idea that that's what we're both drawn to in the neighbor and that that's what we're at the same time repulsed from in the other or the neighbor is, I think, pretty – that's pretty in, in, important insight. And Can I just it's say, inter- I, I, think yeah. it's so fa- I think it's so fascinating because one of the, um, like, I think grounding insights uh, for psychoanalysis is that the thing that is um, – the thing that is most to you is uh, extimate to yes. you. It's not, not, not intimate. Like, you – wouldn't know that thing someone else would. Right. And I think it's very, I think it's, it's really interesting. And I think Lacan's right that those two ideas don't intersect, which is to say that when you are experiencing the, like this, this overwhelming thing, uh, you forget that you yourself are not in position of the thing, a uh, possession of the thing that is like overwhelming of yourself. Right. And I, th- I think right. that that that's like bec- like like you and I think it's 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 interesting that you could n- per- you could perhaps like know that or internalize that like consciously like yourself in your own room at home yeah. but then in the space of the social it's that's gone. That's it. You really you think that that it doesn't remind you so that to the you would say that the encounter with the thing and the other mm-hmm. that the dangerous opacity of the other let's just put it in some yeah, kind sure. of. Yeah. pathetic terms um <laughs> that 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 when you encounter that you're mm-hmm. not then reminded of your own internal opacity instead you're you actually oh, forget that oh no 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 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I can see. Hmm, let's see. Where do I want to land on this? Because I see. I, I feel like it's interesting either way. But I want to know because you could say like the, it, like being confronted by your own opacity is actually the thing that overwhelms you. I think that's yes, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, or it could be if we we're going to go with how I initially said it. Yes. It could be like actually, it is the failure of to like actually. Uh, uphold and adhere to your own principles. That is the the thing that it, that that is terrifying. That like yeah. you you, you the, like the thing that you the thing that you think most dearly actually like you you don't and you can't you can't make use of it. I I don't know. I, I maybe yeah no. I, I think yeah, but I think those are I I think in a way they're the same thing. Yeah, right? yeah like I think the, they yeah. probably are. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. the way that I formulated it, I think they probably are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I anyway. So yeah. that's it's fascinating and it's interesting to me that Slavoj doesn't find that to be he thinks in the end it's a it's a it's a way of thinking that Lacan has to move beyond okay and and I think it's you know because he says for me the high point is seminar 11 and then the immediate seminars afterward right and okay there's a couple interesting things there so seminar 11 so he invents object a in seminar 10 right which is the seminar on anxiety which you know, that is itself incredibly fascinating, right? Mm. That, and I think this actually lends credence to Rick's thesis about yeah. dusting as the key concept in Lacan, because if it's true that, why would it be that in the seminar on anxiety where, my God, if there's ever a thing that causes anxiety, it's the encounter it's with the thing, yeah. with dusting, yeah. right? So why would it be in that seminar, it gets a brief mention, and then it turns to objet a, that he... he I think what Rick would say is he flees from dusting to object to the security of object a. Yeah. In precisely yeah. the seminar on anxiety when he should be sticking with dusting. It's interesting. The, he perform. You know what, Todd? He performs the the exact thing that I just laid out. Doesn't yes. He? Yes. Yeah. Yes, like yes. yeah. Yeah. This this like failure to adhere to your own principles, the thing that you most think. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 I mean, that's this is would be Rick's reading of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then, but Slavoj's reading is. The problem with dusting, which he doesn't really get into in our discussion, mm-hmm. I don't think does he? I mean, I no, 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 I th- does not. I, no, you move on to you yeah. move on to talk to. Well, I, I want to have a discussion about late work, but you move on to talking about uh, Miller and the uh, Jacques Alain Miller and the late seminars and and the uh, seminars and why in the world. So it's interesting yeah. that so seminars. T- so seminar eleven is the four fundamental concepts of psychoanalysis, which was the first one that was made into a actual book so mm. so Miller made the books you know and so he he's the first one that I mean that's the first one that he did with seminar 11 for the, mm-hmm. an obvious reason probably that was the one Lacan gave for a popular audience or for a, a larger group of non-analysis mm-hmm. analysts in his audience mm-hmm. so um so that that's why he, so then seminar 11 was the first and then it was also the first one translated in English but then what's what seemed, and then the, he does them later in a kind of slapshod manner, like like seminar one gets done, and then seminar right. twenty, and then mm-hmm. seven, and then you know, and then two, and then three, and then you know. So it's just you know you know what he does. I, I I haven't made this point to you yet, but he um uh, tries to overturn the seriality of Lacan's <laughs> thought. That would be my that would be my take. <laughs> That's pretty good because it's not even like is there some kind of Fibonacci sequence? Yeah, what's yeah, following? right, right, but right no, no, yeah. no, There's no logic to it at all. Yeah, like it's just kind of crazy. You're like, what's going to come up next? It's like yeah. the lottery. It's the logic <laughs> of the lottery. 
Um, Not but the anyway, Shirley Jackson one we recommended. In the yeah, last that's class, right. <laughs> different lottery. Different um, lottery. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's interesting that he he never does. So these haven't even appeared in French. So mm. 12, 13, 14, 15. Crucial seminar. 16 then appears very late. And 16 is, is called From an Other to the Other. So uh, or From the Other to Another, I think. Mm-hmm, no, no, mm-hmm. sorry. From Another to the Other. From okay. D'un autre à l'autre. So it's interesting that um, that... And I think 16 is, my God, it's really the crew. Because 16 is the one where he invents this idea of surplus enjoyment or surplus jouissance. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and he links I, I'm that. I'm always looking for that. There was a period where, there was a period where, um, I don't know, a few years ago, where like I was reading people like Slavoj talk about that. And I was like, where is this in Lacan? Like, where can I find this? And... I like I couldn't really learn French. That's the yeah. I gotta <laughs> learn French. No, that's that's, that's the lesson. That's yes. the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but but so that seminar is where he he derives surplus enjoyment from surplus value, mm. and there's also this great discussion of Pascal and how what Pascal is wagering in his wager isn't nothing, right. but it's the objet of, which is you're like wow, that's an amazing insight. So um, that's great. There's a, it's this great, it's a great seminar, but, but so that one actually did appear in French, but these other crucial ones didn't appear in French. So there's some, there could be some kind of, I think Slavon, I could, I could have launched in some kind of nice conspiracy theory about why, why those haven't appeared, including the one. So 13 is called the, the psychoanalytic object. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where he has a discussion of Las Meninas and Foucault is oh, there yeah. in the audience yeah. with him. So mm-hmm. it would be a very, and he's, he's overturning Foucault's famous reading of that painting in the beginning of the order of things. So it would have been nice to, to have that, you know, to have access to that too yeah, for people. Yeah. Anyway, so, and that's a further elaboration of objet a. But, but the question is why the turn away from Dosting to objet mm-hmm. a? And I think, what Slavoj ends up saying in the interview with me is that, and he he quotes Seminar Twenty where he says, the 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 real is nothing but the impasse of the symbolic. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's I think that's finally his objection to dusting. I see. What do you are, are you buying that or what do you think about that 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 in other words, dusting like objet mm-hmm. adequately communicates that notion that the real is just the impasse of the symbolic, mm-hmm. whereas Das Ding makes it seem like there's this substantial stumbling block that we're, that yeah. we're encountering as a subject. In a way, it comes back to the Hegelian substance as subject, right? Like, yeah. like, if, like if you cling to Das Ding, you cling to the notion that something really is substantial, that something really is undivided and... Mm-hmm. Etc. Although I, I don't think I wouldn't say that, but I wonder if that's maybe the nature of his objection. It's interesting. I, it's making me think too that like um, the what the how the subject um, uh, I'm going to approaches is the the wrong word. So, but like how how but I, I I need it for right now. So I wonder if the issue is how the subject approaches either one, okay? So yeah. with Das Ding, the subject recoils. And with Objet A, I think it, it, you, the subject confronts. Right. Or is confronted by, is perhaps the, the better way of putting it. Okay. Um, 
and I can or see, encounters. Yeah, or encounters maybe. Because I'm just is. thinking of yeah. the encounter with the gaze. You know, like in, in yeah. seminar eleven, doesn't he have that whole thing of two K and automaton and like yeah. and two K is the encounter mm-hmm. with the. I don't know. Does that or no? No, I like it. I, I. Well, either way, I mean, I mean, encounter, well, confront, maybe it's just a synonym. synonym it's a synonym. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think. I think. But I. Um, yeah, encounter encounters maybe more more useful. Uh, the. Yeah, like and, and anyway, like I, I could see, I could see, um, I could see Slavoj preferring that, or and I mean, I could even see that, like philosophically, preferring uh, the in, the encounter or. Or the uh, like because th- that's closer to antagonism and it's closer to contradiction yeah. and it's it's I I would I think it's that's closer to to Hegel or to to a Hegelian reading yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know then then I think what um what uh, Das Ding allows for because Das Ding I think um I don't know if Rick would say this but maybe where Slavoj is coming at this is uh. Das Ding is like a is a wall you never get beyond, where um, like where maybe object A is this um, well it's 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 the 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 wall the wall that you that, that you encounter that like discomfits something like like in you I, I don't know I mean, right and then it, but then and then it dissolves and then it dissolves. right like, yeah that's the yeah. whole point that, that because that it moves it's not one thing and the and Das Ding is like. You know, one thing maybe I don't know. Yeah, not maybe, a literal, not a literal thing. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But yeah, I meant I that for it, for listeners, not 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 for you. I figured you <laughs> you knew where I was going. But yeah, no, no, it's not a literal thing because if it was, you could just simply never talk about it. Uh, like just right. But yeah, but what if yeah. it's like what is the relationship? I guess this is what I would like to think about. And what if I had had more time to probe this with Slavoj? What I would have said to him, like what. Mm-hmm. What is the relationship between if if Das Ding is the subject's and the other's opacity to itself? Mm-hmm. Then what is objet a in those terms? Like is objet a? Mm-hmm. I think objet a for Slavoj just names a certain uh, point of contradiction, right? That it's not that opacity mm-hmm. would always already be saying too much about mm-hmm. what exists there. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I, or or is it too little in in the uh. sense that I, I don't want? Yeah, like I don't. I'm not trying to be not, try, not trying to be tricksy, but like I mean, no. like uh, Slavoj in uh, he writes about this in a lot of different places, but like he's really good about writing about um, how there's knowledge in the real. Like he, yeah. he he really likes this idea, and when you encounter Abjaya or are confronted by it, like there is like. I don't know. There, there's something you can learn there. Whereas if you are uh, instead confronted simply by opacity, there's not a beyond. There's just opacity. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Is I do that, understand yeah. what you're saying. Um, but I guess I'm trying to make sense of it. So, so that the opacity, but I, I mean, I, that's what I like about the opacity. That oh it's yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. You know no, that I'm, it's not hiding a beyond. And I think, is the object all hiding a beyond? I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure about that. Like I think the is it like isn't the object all one example when he he gives that example of the painting of the grapes on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, in in seminar eleven, and that that the, the like the 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 object all is the painting of the is not the painting of the grapes on the wall, but the painting of the curtain, which right. creates the illusion that there's grapes behind the curtain, but there's not there's nothing beyond, right? That but, the, but I think but I think it's because. I think it's because object can move. That's why I say this. 
that it, that it's like the your I think your your take about like the um like there's nothing beyond the the opacity uh yeah. in, in in the thing I think that's I, I think that's totally right it's ve- that's a very I mean of course this is part of where this gets actually goes back to Lovecraft that's a yeah. very Lovecraftian thing there is just yeah. there's this beyond and there is only beyond it's not really a place it's just a beyond and it's like you 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 cannot go there or 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 think it uh and it's and that's what's sort of terrifying about it but i think that like when like you can have an encounter you can have an encounter with uh with object uh, with uh different things and and people right, yeah, right? But why not why not why not dusting as well right like or do yeah. you think dusting is singular in a way that object is not i do i do even in the way like i yeah i do and i don't know i, I mean like why. the examples yeah. would be true like right yeah. because like Moby Dick would be the dusting of, of Ahab, right? right? And 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 as I said in that podcast, that um, th- th- that uh, he is Moby Dick is object for the everybody else on the peak. For everybody else, because in the boat, they right. they have like actually they they only have a like a secondary connection to the whale. It's it's right. just it's just through Ahab. Ahab has this thing that is like, you know, d- deep and felt and terrifying. Uh, with it that 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 has some sort of resonance and correspondence I th- and even I, I'm, I'm I think in the background too is I'm thinking about um like uh Mari Rudy writes about this and the call of character you know like it's like the like the resonance with the with the thing with with like like objects in the world like she, yeah and, and I think it does re- I think it does refer to something I think it refers to a like a single kind of primary thing and there's really no other way to, to, to yeah but no but it can't be yeah. primary can it because it's it, like but I it think would be if, right. it would be if he avoided talking about an anxiety because anxiety is prior to anything right and then right if the, yeah if those two things are no i agree to, with that yeah, but but yeah. but i mean let's operate on the premise that rick is right and that okay that sure. lacan is fleeing from dusting in the anxiety seminar right that 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 mm-hmm. that, that dusting is the actual anxiety object mm-hmm like what if that's true? Then then it seems like it's not necessarily. I guess would your point be that like everyone has their dusting that they confront, and it's and it's it has this kind of singularity that Abjaya doesn't have. Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. That Abjaya kind of floats around all the yes. over the place. Like we encounter yes. Abjaya, it's in the voice here, it's in the gaze yes. here, it's in the breast here, it's in all these different things. I would say Abjaya to me seems profoundly social. And I think that dusting is is uh, more one on one. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Rick is a George Michael. <laughs> Sex is best when it's one on one. That's really really funny. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> excuse my stuck in the eighties ridiculousness. Um, no. But, but <laughs> oh, you know what? I wanted to say this to you, uh, that, um, speaking of stuck in the eighties, you wrote something here. We're going to do a podcast on your book. We're going to do a podcast on Todd's new book at some point. Um, this, uh, and it's not yet out for public consumption, but you make a, you make this point about, um, Hegel and, uh, and, and, and pain being, oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, being, what is it? The like the like the the, the not. I, I don't want to make it. The pain is the privilege of living thing. Pain is the That's privilege the word, of living is the things. Pri- yes. And you know what? I, I I I was gonna text you this this morning that you missed the Smiths lyric 
that if a double decker bus crashes into us to die by your side, the pain, the pleasure is mine. The privilege is uh, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> That's right. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Anyway, how <laughs> terrible of me to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think by the time movies. this podcast is available for public consumption, that that book will also be. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then. so there's that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So so. So um, back to the point, I said the so, the socializing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, that's, an that's an interesting thing. That's an interesting thing. So yeah. that so that so that Das Ding is too much of a one-on-one um, relation. I think this is actually Slavoj's objection to it that it doesn't yeah. have the that that it, that it kind of the idea of the signifier drops out. Yeah. In the well, in the relation to Das Ding, although yeah. let me just say something. Like I I've pressed Rick in like I can't even tell you how many conversations about this very question <laughs> yeah. and he now freely like what if you said instead mm-hmm. that okay dusting only emerges with the third of the signifier yeah. right it only ha- you have to go through the signifier mm-hmm. but that is what creates the opening of dusting and let's just say this that like what Slavoj said about the real as emerging through the impasses of symbolization and mm-hmm. the quote he gave from seminar 20 in our interview. Mm-hmm. What if you said like, okay, yes, but that's where Das Ding open. That's where we get this opening to the encounter with Das Ding. And I, I don't understand why that wouldn't then be acceptable. Hmm. Maybe you can elaborate on that. For well, me. I'm thinking about how I was just struck by this idea that like perhaps the, the proper way of, um, of regarding dusting is to, so I accept totally the idea that what Lacan intervention is predicated on is the socializing of Freud. And you right. might even, right. if you don't want to put Freud in there, you can say the socializing of the clinic right. and the, the, what the clinic teaches you and the, 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 the logics uh, the, right. that are attendant there. And so I, I accept that that's one of, that's one of my, that's one of my primary things. And so in this, in this case, then, Dusting wouldn't be more than Lacan. It would actually be less than Lacan. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> and and that that's what makes it peculiar and interesting. And that the object A is like that's actually the Lacanian concept. And well, he the, thought that for sure. So for in sure seminar twenty one, yeah. he says the object A is perhaps that which I have invented. So he definitely yeah. says that. So, so that makes me want to say that he's probably wrong because, it, I mean, it would be... Rick cons- is probably wrong. No, 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 that Lacan is probably wrong because I think it would be like that not consonant, uh, consonant with the uh, with psychoanalysis that like the, the thing that you most avow is probably like you're probably wrong. You're probably like, wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I did that because I was, uh, I, you know, I was mad at my sister. No, surprised. Probably something else, like right, you, right. yeah, or or right. if you, I didn't do that because I was then no, right. then that's exactly right. The thing that right. you, the thing you disavow. So, but any, but none, nonetheless, I I do, um, I do think that there's more. I guess the weight of evidence is on the side of, of Lacan being correct about that. I mean, like again, if the the project is to to push it, in, I mean, again, because he is influenced from Levi Strauss and 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 anthropology and uh, and and signification and you know and and language, right? And these are things that are more. They are more. Uh, they t- tend you more toward the other and tend you to- more toward the group and the social than they do to the, the one-on-one. I agree, the, but the it's interesting. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that, that right before, and, and, and the th- das Ding or the thing has this almost one-on-one sense to it. I, I, I mm-hmm. see that. I mean, I think you can, there's a way to get around that and reject that, but I think that that is the danger of the concept. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. But I do think it's interesting that 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 um, you know that the 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 turn away from it doesn't mm-hmm. that that it's that for for Slavoj it's that Das Ding is too wrapped up in this overly like what would I what would I call it? what does he even say like this 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 acting out like overly yeah. like trying to g- excessive Lacan, this, this Lacan that yeah. wants to go past every limit that wants to talk about sod in a, in a, in mm-hmm. a laudatory way that wants, you know, like mm-hmm. this idea that like you can, you can go for like that going to the extreme, there's something, there's something that that's where jouissance lies. And that that's, that's tied to his discussion of the thing in seminar seven. And that's why, Slavoj rejects it, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. That mm-hmm. that it's not necessarily the 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 lack of the of the of the triple form or the the mm-hmm. signifier. You know that that it's mm-hmm. it's not too one on one. It's that in seminar seven, Lacan is trying to is is is, is praising the extreme experiences like of Bataille. Like I think he yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. Lacan was too much influenced by Bataille. Mm-hmm. I think he was in in the you know, he had had that affair with Bataille's wife, and I think he's too much in this, in he, who he married, probably by this time, um, that, that, that he's too much in this, in that idea of the extreme experience, and that's what leads him to praise Dusting. So that's interesting. So the, so then, okay, I, was, I just want to work this out. What Slavoj's charge is, I think this is interesting, is that... Um, if if dusting is this thing that is one on one, Lacan's endorsement of it comes from an acting out, which means it is for the other, meaning it is for the social. So like this concept, this concept as I'm calling it is more singular, but the only reason why it exists is not in the like expansion of his uh, uh, of his philosophy, if you like, or his system. Maybe that's better. Uh, but it is for it's for other people. Is that is right? That, is that the, right, the right, right, right. Yeah, that's or, interesting. Right, right, for the other. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, so he actually. <laughs> that's funny. So where I I think that's an interesting charge where like the the um where it comes from is uh like. Uh, I don't know what like disingenuous would that be? Would that be fair? Is that is that like what are you saying? Like, uh, inauthentic. I don't inauthentic. Know. That's probably. Are we allowed yeah. that word? Yeah. Are we allowed that word? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know though. I mean, it's a. It's yeah. a, To me, it's an open question still, and I do. I find myself maybe because I talk to Rick more than I do to Slavoj, but I find <laughs> myself more and more persuaded by Rick's position that that I while I do accept Slavoj's notion that the real we only get at it through the impasse of formalization. I think what we find at those impasses is precisely mm-hmm. this encounter with dusting and that dusting is in yeah. some way a better, there's something maybe better about that as a formulation for that impasse than objet a, because mm-hmm. I think objet a, I don't know. I feel like it allows you to, I mean, I think that isn't the danger. Let me, let's just play it all on the sure, table. Yeah. Like, isn't the danger of, Slavoj's position a kind of symbolic solipsism Mm. and that and that what Rick is trying to get to is there's this opening to this otherness that is opaque to me Mm -hmm. that is that that the through the symbolic we can have access to Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that that's there's something I find kind of appealing about that I have to say Mm. 
Yeah. That's interesting. That that's yeah, that's really interesting. If the it should be a goal of the podcast to get the two of them in the same room talking yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it really should yeah. be. Cuz yeah. I yeah, cuz I I see like um I see the value of um I see the value of thinking them together and I see the value of thinking of of uh discrediting one for the other. Right. I mean, it's almost, but it's almost really, it's really hard to think them together. And so maybe that would be the real goal to to think them together. We should, we should co-write that, uh, the, the Melville essay then that, that dusting is a whale. Yeah. But that's not really thinking them together. Is it? It's like, it's thinking them like, okay, one, one's operative for one people and one's operative for the other guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So at the same time, because that's not together that's yeah 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 what i mean is like can you think of them can you think of them actually like how would no they they don't they don't truck the same circuit i guess well that would be the question right that would be to me the question like how yeah i feel like i feel like they don't you just you can't do that no i don't think so i think i think that like this is what this would be my thing and i'm going to keep i'm going to keep hitting the the moby dick example i think that like object is trucking somebody else's circuit yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think it's yeah. true. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's true. Although So 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 for you Das Ding is actually kind of solipsistic. Yes, I think I would say that. I think that that's that's consistent with what I what what I've been saying. Yeah. About yeah. about about Das Ding. Yeah. But but isn't So so even though Ahab is open to the monster, mm-hmm. it's the monster inside. Yeah. And it's not the monster. It's not the monster of Starbuck, right? Like, mm, yeah. No, I, I, th- yeah. I don't think I would say that. Yeah. But yeah. then the but then the problem is that the the the, the opening to the other that Abjaya gives you is a mm-hmm. very, isn't it a very domesticated other or is it? That's interesting. Uh, it's I would maybe call it. Um, I would maybe call it Ursa, Ursatz, but I mean, but I think that's. Uh, uh, um, consistent with the idea that like your desire is all always the desire of the other. Yeah, I agree with that. But, but, but again, like that's not like the, you're still getting the, you're still getting the other in a form that you can, you can tolerate. Whereas yeah. I feel like the Das Ding cannot be tolerated. Right. Well, that okay. So I see. I see the. See what I'm saying. I, th- I see the point you're making. I, w- I think I would. Yeah. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's. Well, this is getting into like where where it would be like like my Lacan and I would because re- I actually think that like the the like the monstrosity might be that you can tolerate the other. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's so, what I would so say. So I think. Yeah. Let me just say that because this I mean, is what, isn't that isn't that actually the? I mean, again, this is Moby yeah. Dick. I didn't think this was expected to be Moby Moby Dick talk, but like, yeah. the, isn't that the like. I mean, that's even what Ishmael, like, that's why he doesn't give you his name. And like m- multiple points in the, in the novel is like ashamed of like what happened and what he took part in. And yeah, I think yeah, it is because yeah. that, the, that the, that the other became tolerable. That's, I, I think that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And so I think there's a way, see, that's what I think. Like, I think there's a way in which Abjaya comes to take on some of the qualities of Das Ding from, from Seminar 7 in as it later gets articulated by Lacan, right? Yeah. So that that's yeah. what I would say. And I think that's what you just said, right? Like that that this that the monstrosity of Das Ding ends up being evinced by the forms that Abjaya takes. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I like there's so. the horror of the voice. Like if yeah. the voice, if the, like if the mother's voice in Psycho mm. is, the, is the voice as object A, well, then that's also clearly the Das Ding of the mother that you're encountering too, right? So yeah. there, so I think that there's, I think that there, so I, I don't think that they're just in opposite registers. I think there's a way in which you can, and I think Slavoj has actually done a good job of this, of reading Abjaya in terms of, of this, the monstrosity or the neighborliness of Das Ding and not yeah. losing sight of that as he's yeah. turned to Abjaya. Yeah. I think that's I think that's right, and I think that because there's because because Lacan abandons the the term, I think that 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 this is why there is room to like forge a different path with the two ideas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely okay. think that. I absolutely think that. Yeah. So I think maybe we can just talk about this, which I I, I thought this this our, our our ultimate discussion here was pretty fascinating. That the this mm-hmm. idea of choosing your sex identity. Uh, as an yeah. unconscious choice. Unconscious choice, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And so, th- there, yeah, there's a lot that I so want this, to So this is interesting. Yeah. Let me just set yeah, you up a little bit. Because you're, you're, sure. you you talked to me before about how this is one of the times where Slavoj, he waded into territory that he probably wasn't ready to wade into. Yes. And said some things that he, that were not, well, how, how, how what's the nicest way to put this? That weren't. <laughs> Uh, well thought out, let's say. Yeah, I think that's that's about as kind as as as, as you could be about it. Yeah, and maybe but too, it, possibly but it, too kind. Yeah. But what is interesting was his yeah. ultimate point. I don't think was not even politically incorrect, right? Like no, it was, no, it was the well. Th- that's the thing. Like it, it was the it was the form, not the content. Right. That right, that was right. you know like um, and th- so this um, in case listeners don't know, um, I want to say twenty sixteen. Maybe uh, 26, 2017. Yeah. yeah, is when um, Slavoj wrote um, an article. Like, I mean, it was very blog posty, and it was about uh, uh, trans identity. And it was um, just to cut to the quick. It was not well. It was not well thought out, and there was um, uh, equivocation in the uh, the essay. Um, like, what I mean, what was the the he be, he was trying he's trying to overturn he was trying to overturn uh like conservative arguments uh, against trans people like i think this is this is very clear if you really read it but in ended up maybe like using them in a way it was unclear right that that he didn't that, support that's what them. his position was right yeah exactly. yeah exactly. and so that's the so um and i think anyway so like that's the that's that's the, the 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 big problem uh, there, and I think that it's um a, I think it's a further it's a further misstep because um there you know we talked about this in the uh, psychoanalysis and racism uh, episode like the you know the thing that Sheldon said to you that like I always think about is like that he feels um, theoretically at home at the Lack conference, but he doesn't see a lot of uh, black or brown faces there, and I right. think that you know it's uh it is kind of a, a, a similar thing, which is that like when you have like a, like a podium and you can, you know, be as you know loud as, as, as perhaps Slavoj can be that like, it really is. I mean, I cannot imagine the, the turnoff for a trans person who is into philosophy and theory that it would be to see like, Oh, this is what psychoanalysis is then, you know, like that. I just, it's a right. tremendous, it's a tremendous missed opportunity. But like, I think in his conversation with you and it's very, very, uh, and it's much shorter, but I think it's actually like, 
I think it's better and more clear. And I, I wish that he, uh, you know, we could roll back the clock and he, he could have said what he said to you in your conversation because um, there, there is something, and, and he's, he's not the only person to think along psychoanalytic lines and to think about the issue of, um, like, uh, sexuality, which, you know, trans is not sexuality, but sexuality and, uh, um, and, and trans identity as, uh, and, and choice, like Val Roy has written about this. Right, right. Val you know, Roy, it, yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's one of those things where like the, so for, ideologically we're like American uh, society is very invested in the idea of like, I mean, and Freud was even invested in this of like biology being the ultimate sanction on like human action and, and, you know, and that like, and this is how widespread acceptance of, uh, excuse me, um, you know, uh, non-normative sexualities, gay, lesbian sexuality, like LGBTQ, like the, the, the whole string. Even gay marriage, you could argue, couldn't you, that, that, that was the. That was the Be- linchpin for because its they success. were yeah like born this way right is that born the idea? this way born yeah. this way and like and this yeah. is and it's one of those things and like I think that I, I um I don't know if she makes the, the point this way in um what is the name of that book um is the most recent one I I don't I'll, 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 no, I'll put it in the, in the yeah you put it in the show notes okay. maybe yeah um like let's just say let's just imagine for the sake of conversation that like someone could prove scientifically that there is no biological marker for, uh, for queer sexuality. Let's just say that let's imagine you could prove that. So does, so then that makes it, uh, that puts it in the realm of choice. And that is exactly what like conservatives have been like, have been saying forever. And like, isn't the proper argument sort of like kind of, kind of a thing that we were saying in in the previous podcast, like where you're, maybe um, mainstream lefts, leftist thought like doesn't make the argument it should be making. Isn't the, like, let's just, let's just say that it was a choice. Isn't the real argument, it's like, it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> isn't, isn't that really, but, but then, but here's the theoretical point is that like, it's not a conscious choice in the right. way that conservatives imagine it to be, which is like someone wakes up and says like, Hey, I'm just going to be gay and that's it now. And it's an alternative lifestyle that I have just chosen. Right. It's not that it is, um, it is an unconscious choice. It is. It is like it is something that is uh, foisted on you by by you. I think, and I mean, I think actually that this um, there's like like there there is a, a a resonance to something that like again something that is um, that is extimate to you that I think that like you, you're you become um, in like in 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 contact with and I, anyway like I, and I think that where where psychoanalysis and where i mean slavoy in particular uh can make sort of inroads um in talking about like a uh, uh, trans identity is that like it's um and again and i want and i meant to preface these these statements that like the one of the other problems with wading into to territory like this is that like you you never want to reduce uh people uh theoretically to just pure abstraction like that's bad like as i said in the previous episode as i say a lot that's bad theory theory always inscribes practice it should like if you're talking about people it should like it should never be just like on the jewish question and it's like no jewish people right like like the are are, are there or they're there only in abstraction like that that's a that's a bad that's a bad use of uh, of theory so where 
I think psychoanalysis comes in here and why uh, Slavoj is drawn to this is that like, so obviously trans identity is against essentialism. And I think ideologically we are very into essentialism and that's where the push toward um, biology being the sanction for uh, queer sexualities. Like it comes from, it comes from, I think a very essentialist place again, like we, we talked about in the previous podcast about like the left thinking it's adopting like left perspectives, but it's really operating by the same logic of the right. And I think that like um, understanding things like understanding trans in this way, like really, really, really pushes against that. And you can see things that, that, Trans identity is a real push against that kind of certainty. It is a right, real right, push against right. that kind of essentialism, and that is what makes it. Um, that is what makes it ter- uh, trans people terrifying to the uh, to, to the transphobe. Well, it, right, it, and I, I think Slavoj makes this point that it it does it forces you to constantly think about your unconscious choice as well, right? Like right. your unconscious choice of sexual identity, and I think that's a really I mean, it's a fascinating thing that, the, and I, I think to me the, the the biggest thing that psychoanalysis has to contribute to a to an ethics or something like that mm-hmm. to a to a way of being in the world is precisely mm-hmm. this thing that you've talked about and that that Slavoj brought up in terms of of trans identity. This idea of unconscious choice, which yeah. seems like such a bizarre way of thinking, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I often hear, I often have well, a student will come to me and say, "Do you think?" <laughs> this just shows the kind of life I lead that I have people just ask me this randomly, but they'll say, do you believe in free will? Right. And I'll right. be like, no, I don't, but I believe in freedom. And they'll be, yeah. and then that, yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, what, what the hell are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. Right, right? right. So they're just, they think I'm playing some kind of semantic game, but I'm not yeah. like what am I trying to distinguish between precisely what you just said, this idea of the unconscious choice and the unconscious freedom that we have. Mm-hmm. And the way in which our 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 will itself is mm-hmm. is basically a slave of what other whatever kinds of forces like psychic forces. Yeah. I'll even give you I don't care biological forces, sure. social sure. For, whatever you know like mm-hmm. the, they can for for all I care people can fight it out between oh that's genetic forces or it's social forces mm-hmm. or I don't mm-hmm. even care mm-hmm. what what's driving my conscious will I don't care but yeah. I do think. This is the ground on which psychoanalysis stakes its claim that that on the level of the unconscious, that's when we're that's where we're free. And so I think it's yeah. a little like the problem is that this kind of choice doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a choice. It's not like no. I weigh this. I, look, that's I'm gonna. Put, it's put upon you. Is you are is foisted. Is, is it's foisted upon you, right? Yeah. It's not like you yeah. look in a couple of like I'll I'll take a. I don't know if these magazines still exist, but I'll take a Playboy in one hand and a Playgirl mm. in the other hand, and I'll try yeah. to decide. Just fight it where out. Where does my desire lie? <laughs> right, like that's the, that's the bad. That's a bad dialectic, right? It's just right, like, well, right. I have this right. and the opposite, and we'll see what the synthesis is. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. and it's and it's the idea that this is a conscious choice, and that's how the choice works. No, it like it's a choice that takes you over, right? Yeah. It's a, right, and so it's interesting that the 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 greatest sign of your freedom for psychoanalysis is precisely negation, right? Like, yeah. I don't want that. That's not, yeah. that's what I don't want. That's how mm-hmm. you know that's what you want. Like, that's how you know that's where your desire lies. Precisely. Which is, it, yeah, no, and this is great. Like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, science that, that, um, that suggests that, um, like, homophobia, this is where it's normally, that homophobia is self-phobia. 
It's, right, it's really, right, it's right, really right, right. A, a fear. Like, you know, you grew up uh, evangelical Christian in the deep South and you just have like, you, like you, maybe a friend comes out to you and it's your best friend. And it's like, I didn't, they were my best friend and I didn't even know this about them. Like, what does that mean about me? Right. We are just talking about this with, with dusting and the, like the opacity of, of, of the self. Right. Right. Like, right. like th- this, this, um, like, so it is a, it's one of these things where where the way that it plays out in society uh, or in popular discourse is, is always this like, um, uh, oh, it's the the bathroom question. It's like like these these trans people are going to like, you know, like uh, uh, abduct children or like or molest them or whatever, which is still a crime. Like and also it has never happened. And I, I think that like anyway, so what ends up happening is like to refer back to the episode we did on uh, again on, on racism, we talked about the um, Karen and Barbara Fields book. They have that really great sentence that black Southerners were discriminated against because of their skin color or some, some version of that where we, you reverse the causality. It's like, Oh, well racism is because that they're black. And it's like, no, it's what somebody else did. And it's, and, and it's, and where we, we, we take it back and adjust it for the, like for the, for transphobia and, and homophobia. It's, it is this, this thing that becomes like projected right from right. like this, this like deep uh, internal, like, discomfort and, and tension with, uh, yeah, with, with like, I don't know, with the, the, the other that is the other that is in you, I think. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. And I think that like the, those kinds of feelings arise precisely around the unconscious choice more than any other, right? Like that's where they really, and that's why I think transphobia is really well-named because it really does bring out this, horror of my own like oh my god like this was really my my sex identity mm-hmm. was the result of my unconscious choice and i actually had freedom in taking it up oh my god like yeah. all of a sudden that is like then the, uh, the floodgates are totally open like it's even there's a way in which it's even more fundamental than who i desire right right, right? right. like i think mm-hmm. it's even more fundamental than that and mm-hmm. and so that's why I think it's incredibly traumatic for people. Like I think that's the source of the trauma. But I I do think, and then I you know Slavoj and the, the conversation it ended with this question of of Jean Paul Sartre and existentialism, which is it's interesting because it's always been very I've been very like I I know mean, this is a stupid confession, but <laughs> I I as a high school kid like that's what I was that was sort of the birth of my my thinking was sard and existentialism and that's awesome. That's good. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> no, it's, true. it's pathetic. It's so, it's so cliched. It's like, a, it's a, it's a joke, but, um, but, but I've well, it's always, either being or it's nothing Todd. I mean, like, <laughs> I know. but I've never ever really gotten away from it. And I mm-hmm. feel like there's a way in which the idea of psychoanalysis is really tied to this idea of an exist, like, you give yourself a project in your life that you mm-hmm. have an existential project and that's what gives your life its significance and that outside of that project, there's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. There's no inherent significance in the world at all. And, and, and what, was, you know, what was hard for me when I first encountered psychoanalysis was this idea of the unconscious and that that project itself could not be free. Mm. You know, mm. and I, I think what's or chosen what's, is what you mean, right? Or, like, or freely you, chosen freely consciously, chosen. Yeah, yeah, right? Chosen consciously, but I think doesn't isn't the lesson of psychoanalysis is it can be free, mm. 
mm. precisely because it's unconscious and thus it's unconsciously freely decided on. Mm. You know, this, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, that it's from an unconscious choice, not from a consciously deliberated choice right. that you come to your project that then defines right. your existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it, I don't know, what do you, do you buy that of a way of, of marrying the existentialist idea of the project and, and the way that in which existentialism wants to see significance distributed in, in, in our existence and psychoanalysis? I, I do because in being in nothingness, that is where, um, Sartre has those lines about, um, rejecting uh does he call it existential psychoanalysis yeah, he does yeah he does no call, i mean that's or, what or, no, he that's rejects he, psychoanalysis in favor of practicing what he calls existential, existential psychoanalysis that's what it is yeah and but it i think that it's in what he rejects is the unconscious that's what he rejects. yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely and i think that um i don't know i think it just like i could i could see someone being uh, like really um i don't know being really uh, uh weary uh, or wary both actually about like yeah. uh, um, an intellectual project where it's like, Oh, the thing that you reject is actually the thing that you really want. Like how convenient, you know, right, but right, like, I, right. I, I think that that that's, that's a bad gloss on it. But I, like, I will say that like, because I, because I actually think it's more true the other way, which is that like, you can just get rid of what you don't want and then it's fine. But that's what Sartre tries to do. He tries to get rid of the, the unconscious. Everybody tries to get rid of it. Everyone tries to say it's like, it's irrational. It's nonsensical. You can't prove it. Like, you, you know, it, it's, Oh, slips of the tongue. You just, you were thinking two different things and what doesn't mean anything extra, right. you know? Um, but it's like, it's just one of these things that like, I mean, Okay, you know what? Uh, something that something that Slavoj wrote more recently that I disagreed with, but for very different reasons, is he wrote about Game of Thrones, and uh, there's this moment in the final season of Game of Thrones where um, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, who is uh, flies a, a rides on a dragon uh, to kill her enemies, and, and everyone has had a problem with with this this thing that happened in the final season where um, she is finally going to take the, like the rightful throne. It's like the conclusion of her arc. Everyone thinks she's killing the bad guys. And just as she's about to like, it's, it's one and she can, she can claim the, the city King's landing. It's called right at that moment. She decides to kill innocent people, like a bunch of them. And people have had a huge problem with this. This is a too quick a turn. That is bad. Blah, 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 and Slavoj even attacks it, right? Slavoj even attacks it too. But the thing that that uh, I, that he misses uh, is is that like that is everyone rejecting their desire to see a uh, domineering, destructive matriarch. Because what happened is the entire series she's done that. She's killed people to get what she wanted. And everyone cheered her along the way because the people she killed were just way worse than her. They owned right. slaves right. or they were like misogynists or just they were murderers, but like in a different way. Or like they would have done worse things to her if she had tried to negotiate or whatever. Every single time people cheered along the way. And it is at that precise moment that it becomes just a little too overwhelming and you reject it. That is how you know what your desire is. And 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 that's why I think that like and the final season is like in some ways clumsily written and it is too fast. But I think that this was brilliant 
precisely because they did do it too fast and, and, and didn't set it up because no one had a chance to inoculate themselves against their own desire. Against and that their was own what, desire. Yeah, yeah and that, that was what people said was that, like, the, the, it was not set up enough that, like, you know, you didn't know it was going to happen. And it's like, yeah, no shit, of course not. Like, because then you can then you can just make it up that, like, oh, right. I stand for this ethical thing over here but not this thing. But, no, it is that moment that you find yourself rooting for, for something and then it's like, oh, that's too violent. It's like, nope, that's what you wanted. That's that, that's, that's what I should point. say. That's what you desired. I should like they nailed it. Not yeah. what you wanted because want is conscious. Like it, it's it's yes. Right. That's what you desired. The moment that you reject it, and that's in being in nothingness. And I think that it's it's and I I think it actually comes back to the uh, to the transphobia question as well, and I, and 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 homophobia as well. Like I think it is like it is at that moment that you that you uh, have this this rejection that you have had a confrontation with your desire. Yeah, when you're surprised by it. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think it's Ryan. That's a great way to think about it. That I think that 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 you could even say Sartre is surprised by existentialism in being a nothingness, right? Like he he is, and he can't, and he has to reject it. Like he has to reject it, even though he wants to integrate it. That's why he has a chapter on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. What did I say? That was I funny. Said you, said, you said existentialism. Yeah. Well, that's funny. He's not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny slip. Um, yeah. yeah that he's, I, knew that he, he, I knew what you meant, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That he's surprised by the unconscious and he's, and that he, even though he wants to integrate psychoanalysis, he, what he can't integrate is the unconscious because yeah. it refuses all integration. And, yep. yeah. I, and that's, I mean, I think that's the, that's the, that's the fascinating idea. And that's the, I mean, the question is, can existentialism be preserved while integrating the unconscious. And I think that's maybe an open question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we want to necessarily take that on, but it is really interesting. Like, like it, I think that you, or I would limit the domain of existentialism to being like consciously lived life. And that's, and that's, well, then it's not, then it's, then then it's dead. Yeah. 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 So, okay, that's my yeah. life project, which you just consigned <laughs> to the waste heap, but <laughs> which is a good thing. To, <laughs> which is a good thing. Well, hey, you're welcome. And now you can yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. the unconscious more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the lesson is don't read being in nothingness because it's 800 pages and Ryan just said it's not worth your time. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. Okay, Ryan, that's yeah. enough. Over and out. Over and out, Tom. <laughs>